Welcome to Found Sounds, the podcast that features Philadelphia area musicians and their original songs and compositions. I'm your host, Paul Geis, and I'm excited to bring you the stories and ideas behind these musicians and their music. If you'd like to support this podcast and the artists we feature, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash foundsounds. Look for a link in the show notes. This week's guest is Mervyn Toussaint. Mervyn is a saxophone player, piano player, and producer with a wide range of influences, including jazz, R&B, hip-hop, neo-soul, indie rock, and West Indian music. Mervyn has been actively cultivating his performance career both as a leader and a sideman through thoughtful and soulful performances at venues such as South Jazz Kitchen, Chris's Jazz Cafe, Dalek Paradise, the Free Library, and Paris Bistro. Mervyn also teaches at the Philadelphia Clef Club, Settlement Music School, and has his own private studio. I've really enjoyed listening to Merv's music, and I'm blown away by the high-level performance and production quality, as well as the range of emotions and style that Merv fits into five pieces of music. Mervyn released his debut EP, Another Name for Everything, in December of 2020. We're going to start the podcast by taking a listen to a little bit of the opening track on that EP, titled Lately by Insomnia. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming. Oh, thanks for having me, Paul. Merv and I are here talking over Zoom. And uh, weird. <laughs> um, but so before we get into some other questions, I was curious what uh, that doesn't sound like a regular saxophone. So I'm curious what's going on with your sound there. Ah, yeah. So um, actually, this idea came to me from 
my good friend. Um, he's also the guitarist who played on the EP, and he also mixed and mastered it. But his name is Connor O'Neill. And he, he's um, also mixing and mastering this podcast. Oh. What a dude. Whoa. What a dude. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the idea came from him. He was like, yeah, we should do something to your sound. And, I mean, I do mess with pedals, but I'm usually pretty, like, clean. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, we should like, we should do some stuff to it. So um, what you're hearing is um, an octave up, an octave down, so harmonizer. And then I, I believe there's some distortion on there too. Cool. Nice. Um, yeah. And these, these recordings, um, how, how do they come together? Are they live recordings or files sent back and forth during the pandemic? What was your process like? Yeah, so actually two of the tracks, um, so Another Name for Everything, the title track, and the last song, Sincerely Yours, those two are actually live. We recorded those, I believe, right before the pandemic hit, actually, so like mid to late February. Yeah, February, because the pandemic hit in March. And then everything else was done during the pandemic, so a lot of sending files back and forth, but it came together. Cool. And, and when you were doing that, did you have like a... There's a there's a lot of like arranging going on here. Did you have like the parts like conceptualized fully ahead of time, or were you looking for input from your from your musicians? How how did that go? Yeah, so um, kind of a mixture of both, I would say. I basically kind of made little MP3s of all of the songs, so the three songs that were recorded virtually, and I sent it to everyone to just have them put their layers on i first started off with drums and usually my thing with drummers is i like drummers that express themselves so i'm just kind of like do whatever you want um here's like some reference but yeah do you um so i mean there is some arrangement but i also i like when musicians express themselves so i don't try to be too um restrictive i would say cool and the, these compositions um are they are they recent? How how long have you been working on writing these? So yeah, so all the songs that happened during the pandemic were written during the pandemic. Everything else, um, so those were the two songs I talked about before, Another Name for Everything and Sincerely Yours. Those happened pre-pandemic. Um, Sincerely Yours I've written at least like two years ago, I think, at this point. A song has always been like really near and dear to my heart. I always knew that I was going to add that to whatever my first project was going to be, no matter what. Another name for everything. I think it, it's probably at least like a year and a half old, so not that much younger. And that song kind of came together piece by piece, really. Um, a lot of like workshopping, playing it on gigs. I actually got to play it with another band that I'm a part of. I feel like through workshopping and adding piece by piece, it eventually came together. And finally, I was able to look at it one day and be like, okay, this is the song, you know? Yeah, nice. I was hoping you'd talk some about your influences. On your website, you list several influences like jazz and R&B and even West Indian music. And I hear, hear so much, uh, so many different styles in your music and i'm wondering if they come together naturally or if you're intentionally putting certain things in certain places i was hoping you could talk about that some oh man well thanks for the compliment first of all but i guess like for me in terms of like that relationship between 
what comes in as an influence and what comes out as art. I like to think it's relatively organic. I'm not, I don't think I'm necessarily forcing anything out per se, but I do think that like I can tell where my influences come from. I guess as much as possible, I try to make my music a reflection of my life. And I guess growing up, the first music I remember is Haitian music. My parents are Haitian. They came from Haiti in their late 20s. So like growing up in the house, like I never really spoke English that much. The music I remember is like Haitian music, Christian music. My dad's a pastor. So um, all those things definitely play like really big um, role in my life. I don't necessarily play that much Haitian music. I don't play compa that much right now because I'm not at a Haitian church anymore. However, I think um, just like that sense of rhythm, I think has played the large portion in the way I view things um, musically. Um, and I think like that continue on throughout like getting into like R&B and neo soul and hip hop and stuff like that. I think rhythm is definitely like a strong factor in all of those different styles of music and then when i eventually got into jazz like later in like my high school years i would say um someone showed me like john coltrane's giant steps and i was like whoa what what's going on here like like slow down but yeah um i would say i don't know i just kind of let my influences be my influences and my art be my art i think they definitely inform each other but i don't think there's any I don't think there's, I don't think I'm forcing anything out per se. I just kind of sit down and write and whatever comes out, comes cool. out. Yeah, definitely. It does, it does not sound like you're forcing it. Definitely sounds very natural. Do you, do you have any stories about how like you started to discover, you know, R&B and hip hop or jazz? Like how did these, uh, like how did they start to come into your life musically? In terms of R&B and hip hop, I would have to credit all of that to my older brother, Claudie. Um, so my brothers are like a decent bit older than me, like five to six years older. So I'm, I was always like this little kid running around the house while, you know, they were like, what was this kid doing? <laughs> so um, my brother, when he got into, um, I guess, like late middle school, early high school, that's when like it was cool to, I guess, burn CDs and stuff like that and like bring it to like a crush or something. Nice. So like he would always have like all these CDs and he'd always constantly be listening to music. So I would always just like go into his room, steal like some CDs and stuff and check them out, you know, because I just wanted to like be like my big brother, check out some cool music, right? you know, yeah. didn't want to listen to like the old like Christian Haitian stuff that my parents were playing on the radio. So, yeah, so um, I think that's how I really got into it. In terms of jazz, I think that was probably, like, one of the last things, I think, to really get thrown into the pool of influences. And that wasn't until, like, high school, I would say. An older peer just happened to, like, show me some recordings. And I was like, wow, this is, like, really cool. Let me kind of get into this a little bit more. So... Cool, nice. Yes. And you, you mentioned Kampa earlier, and I was, I was hoping you could, you know, if, if I wanted to educate myself on the music, like who might I check out and what, like, what, I guess I, I, I'm curious to know more about that. Yeah, so Kampa, um, it's one of the different genres of music in Haiti. Where I first encountered it was in um, church, just like playing different like church songs, whether hymns or not, in that general style. I think like most Haitian churches, that's kind of like their vibe. 
um, is usually like some mixture of like CCM, gospel, and compa. But also artists that I think of would be like Harmonique, um, that's like harmonics, but spelled with a K. Um, T-Vice, like the letter T and the word vice. Um, there's some others. Hmm. Oh, class, class. Those, those are my guys. So that's spelled K-L-A-S-S. Mm-hmm. I would check them out. Cool. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. In terms of, of lyrics, you have like some spoken word on here and you have, you're working with folks like John Ill on lyrics on this next tune. We're going to listen to uh, Echo Through the Now. And I, I, yeah. I was hoping you could like tell me a little bit about what that lyric specifically means to you and your, your relationship with John Ill, how the piece came about. Yeah, so <laughs> we lived together. He was my roommate for like, uh, I think the last three years, I would say. He's definitely like a close musical friend, just a close friend friend in general. Like, um, he's definitely really cool people. He's a beautiful singer and piano player. Like, check him out, definitely. But yeah, um, I mean, I always write my songs like at the piano, usually like early in the mornings when everyone's still asleep and I'm just kind of staring out the window playing the piano or whatever. And I started writing the chord progression and I was like, this is it. Like, this is it. I always want my songs to, I guess, represent a part of me. So when I feel when I feel a part of myself, like really stir up within a song, I'm like, OK, this is something special. And like, I know John has an amazing voice. So I was like, this is it. I want John to sing. Yeah, that that's what's going to happen. And yeah, I guess like Echo Through and Now, where it came from was during this whole COVID time, there's been like a lot of introspection, like I'm pretty sure we're all doing with all this time in the house, not being able to go anywhere. And something that I really have been thinking a lot, and I think really, I guess just affects the way I see the world. So I think there's a habit and I talked to some other people and they seem to agree, but I think there's a habit where we, and I'll primarily talk about myself, tend to look at the past with just a little bit of disdain. And we tend to look at the future with a bit of fear. And I think that really affects the way we move in the present or the now. Like for example, as a little kid, I always thought I was very certain about things. Uh Like I always, like almost like a fundamentalist, really like this is how the world works. This is like, like it's black or white. This is just like how things operate. And like, as I've like grown and had different experiences, like I definitely see like a lot more gray in the world. But like, there's still a part of me that like, when I see someone who, for whatever reason, still like looks at the world very black and white, like this is just the way the world works. Like whether it's like I don't turn on the air conditioner and have the windows open in the car at the same time or something. I I feel like a part of me really that's like, oh, man, like that's not cool. That's weird. Why is that person acting like that? But I realized that it's not really me like really judging that well, it is me judging that person, but it's coming from a place of me projecting what I used to see in myself onto that person. And I'm trying to separate myself from what I used to identify as me. And I feel like when you're not acknowledging that, it really affects the way you move in the world, the way you act towards others. And I really felt like I would see echoes of that past 
or echoes of the things I feared in the future represented in the way I move through the world right now. Mm. So that's where Echo Through the Now comes from. Cool. Well, we're going we're gonna to have a listen. This is Mervyn Toussaint's composition, Echo Through the Now, featuring John Ill on vocals. You're still in love for now I know it gets harder As things often will You can hope that it won't But would you know that it's real Much too proud to listen Try to drown the past out With some grace and forgiveness You can still hear the sound Oh, oh. hear the sound in my ambitions Hear the sound in all my faults Hear it faint out in the distance Bringing peace to every thought Might not ring clear No, I failed today. I can feel it now. Can you hear the past ring out? Oh, 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 echo. Wow, that that piece is beautiful, Merv. Oh, thank you. Oh man, how did you pick the musicians on here? Are they folks you play with all the time, or what's what are those relationships like? Oh man, yeah, I guess like honestly, I just picked like my homies that I play with pretty often. Nice. Um, I I wouldn't say that I play with those specific configurations of people all the time in the same setting. But um, yeah, I think it's an interesting group, um, especially with those two live ones. I was playing saxophone, Connor was on guitar. Connor and I have played together for quite a couple of years now, I'd say at least five years at this point, maybe six. John was playing keys, so talented guy, hit him up, <laughs> hit him up. Um, 
AJ, my friend, um, he's a bass player, guitar player, and singer. Um, I've played a little bit of his music in the past. Um, and Keon Williams, great drummer, hit him up too, um, who plays a lot in the city. So I've like run into him at jam sessions. We've played a gig or two together. There's a couple of other musicians like Julian Miltenberger on drums, dope drummer. Um, I actually met him when I was a student teacher at the UART's pre-college program. Mm -hmm. Some Kimmel Center um, students joined the pre-college program. So I was in the awkward position of having to like teach an ensemble with him in it. And I was like, I, why, why am I doing this? <laughs> All these musicians are like friends and fellow colleagues that I've played with relatively often. And um, yeah, I just wanted to like call some people that I know, um, call some people I felt really comfortable with, who I knew I could trust with my music. It's a really beautiful piece. Um, oh, thank you. The, the next piece I want to listen to is Multiply. And it's a spoken word piece. I wanted to hear some about uh, what these lyrics mean to you. And like, is this a, is uh, Khalil Ladusa, did he write the lyrics first and then you came up with the music or what, what was the process like in terms of like coming up with the composition? I should first start off by saying that Khalil and I go way back. Okay. Like he's probably one of my oldest friends. Um, I can only think of a handful of people I like really consider my friend that I guess that I've had a lasting relationship with that's longer. He's always been like a really gifted like poet. And like, I always remember like, be like, yo man, like your poems are dope. And he'd be like, oh man, like I just kind of threw this together last night. I don't, I mean, I, it's okay, but like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, like, give me a break. <laughs> but yeah, so I knew that like, just like John, like, I knew that, like, okay, if I have some spoken word, it's probably going to be Khalil. Like, that just felt like a logical progression of ideas. Um, so I made this track, and it started coming together, and I was like, spoken word would be really dope. I guess I was thinking, like, in the vibe of, like, Kendrick Lamar, mm. like, Absol's outro, like, really, like, open, like, like live instrumentation with just, like, words flowing over top. Um, I like came up to him and I like told him like where my head was with the project and this song. And he said, yeah, I might have a poem that I think might really like talk about this. And he had this poem called Multiply. Well, I think it was originally called Multiplication. That's kind of how the track came to be, I would say. Could you share with us a bit about what the title of the EP means to you? Well, I guess with the whole project in general, like the name, another name for everything kind of like matches, I guess, the general outlook that I've been developing, the my general worldview, I would say. Um, but just like this idea that like you can see a little bit of everything in anything. And if you look hard enough, you can really see anything in everything. And I guess that that's just an homage to like, I guess, our shared sense of like oneness and like... I think the line that I told him that stuck out to him was, if people really recognize how we're really the same, we would have a lot less issues in our world. And um, I guess he kind of took like that social justice aspect. At least for me, it really touched on 
I guess the way I look at things like through the lens of like social justice, how I feel about things in terms of like um, race, I felt like it really touched on how I view a lot of things. And um, I guess just seeing like the lack of humanity that I've seen people treat others with and like seeing how, how that can hurt people and also seeing how like respecting and understanding the humanity within people really can like save lives and really like help heal a lot. And I think that's where the idea of multiply comes from. Um, and I mean, of course, Khalil could probably explain it much better, but for just the idea of like coming together and realizing that we're not really so different from each other. So like really embracing that and really coming together to like good things happen when we come together. <laughs> I guess is the way I would wrap All it right, up. Nice. Let's hear a, let's hear multiply. relationship with the divine and we walk around today like everything is fine but they were terrorists you see how could america label a religion responsible for countless tragedies when those same people read the bible and let their perspective make them believe what they wanted to believe that we three-fifths of a human being deserved everything that happened to us so can god really deprive them of the gates when the words that he gave them led to their actions in the first place wait we are ready for that conversation I am the living manifestation of oppression and hating. My squad would have been deeper, but most of us plunge into the deep to be free. Most of us live in different corners of the earth, not even knowing that once upon a time, we were family. They parted us. They parted us like the Red Sea with the bloody tears that we shed. We could never forget, and you would think, you would think we were mathematicians the way we divide each other. But nothing changes if nothing changes. So I ask y'all to change the mindset that you had for that 1804 flow. Union for la force. And English translates to the restraint and numbers. So the way we constantly bickering add up because we were forced we were forced into this land so let's take back all the dreams we had that got shrouded by this nightmare by force how one may ask don't ramble don't ramble about how you should have loved whoever in the past loved me now the 
don't let your loved ones go into a rabbit hole never to be contacted no respect those in the ground trace back your family trees reach out come powerful that 1804 god lunion fell our force there is strength there is strength in numbers love love is how we multiply multiplication Love is how we multiply. I love that. Yeah, me too. And I think it's incredible just between those two pieces, the the range in like style and emotion. It's just uh it's great. It's exciting as a listener to me. Oh, thank you. I do appreciate that. Before we listen to that piece, we you said you started talking about another name for everything. And how that is sort of like a some like a philosophy that's been around in your head, and I was hoping you could you could elaborate on that some more. Yeah, so I guess with the conception of this project, I wanted to for plenty of different reasons, um, whether it's um, philosophically or like from a business standpoint, also or just as an artist, I really wanted this project to represent me as much as possible um i remember when i actually showed um the two live songs um another name for everything and sincerely yours i showed them to my good friend and actually someone who i really look up to a lot um v shane hey v. Shane shout Frederick. out v shane shout out to v shane man that guy yep. man he has a different suit on almost every time man. i see him he makes he makes me look bad every time I'm on a gig with Same. him. Same, as hard as I try. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Oh man, yeah. Shout out to yeah. me, Shane. I look, though, I look but, up to um, him too, for sure. Definitely, man. One day my wardrobe's gonna be. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, something that I remember he said that really stuck in my head was like um. He made the comment that um, while he really liked those two pieces, he felt like there was a lot more to me as an artist. And that's something that I should consider when releasing music. And that's something I think I really took to heart over the past, I don't know how many months we've been in quarantine, mm -hmm. but it's been a while. Yeah. But I, I wanted to make sure that I was releasing something that I felt like was really represent, representative of me. So the name, another name for everything, I think it really touched on the way I see things. I guess in terms of me as a person, I'm looking at people and um, honestly, the world in general as just like 
reflections of everything else that's going on. Like, so for example, there's a general essence that connects everyone and everything. Um, like, for example, I think that's why I can relate to you as a person. I think that's why I choose to um, why I choose to turn on my heat and raise my gas bill for the sake of my cat who <laughs> seemed kind of cold. Aww. It's because like I, I I see like a level of sameness and oneness within everything. And I think that lately that's been really affecting the way that I choose to move throughout the world. And I think that it's really represent representative of me and the me who I'm trying to be. And what I at least hope was what the past me was striving for, you know? Cool. Thank you. Um, so we're going to listen to one more piece to end the podcast. And so I got one more question and then we've got a double time section. That's like, we're going to do like Whoa. fast, fast questions, fast answers. Um, but the, the last piece oh, we're going to listen to is sincerely yours. And you mentioned at the beginning how it's a piece that's near and dear to your heart. And I was curious, say like, what, what is it about the piece that is so special to you? Oh man. So so sincerely yours was actually written when i was in school i would say i was going through some rough times just with like i had a lot of stress um a lot of things on on my plate and um my girlfriend my dear girlfriend um sydney halberstadt um she was actually leaving um to go on a very long extended trip uh, she was going to go hike the Appalachian Trail. So um, that song was written around that time. So um, Sincerely Yours, Whoa. I guess that name kind of works as like the end of almost like a letter to someone. So um, so I guess um, I looked at that song as ending a letter. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, that talked about basically our relationship and just like relationships in general and just like i guess that like almost gushy like sentimental part i think that song kind of gets there at some yeah. points i think it's very sentimental and i think you can feel that energy coming from it so yeah yeah it's very sweet oh shucks yeah all right so now we're going to do our double time section and then we're going to listen to sincerely yours so Whoa. here's found sounds double time what's your favorite venue to play Oh man, and you wanted this to go fast, huh? Um, <laughs> what's the top of your head? What's the top of your head? Uh, South. South is a great venue to play at. Awesome. What's your dream venue to play? Oh man, I don't know if I have a dream one, but anywhere in the world, you get somewhere with some banging food and a really nice view. That, that's all I need. <laughs> okay, what what uh, actor would you pick to play you in a movie? Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> um, this probably isn't realistic, but if I could get Chris Rock, that'd nice. be, that'd be nice. dope. Yeah. Uh, if you could share dinner with one musician, dead or alive, who would it be? Whew. Um, I'm trying to think who, would, who seems like a chill hang. Um, Mulgrew Miller seems like a pretty cool hey. guy. Hey, so, nice. Yeah. If you could play with one musician dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, man, I would get trashed, but definitely Elvin Jones. 
Nice. And name one other musician in Philly for folks to check out. Just one? I mean, we, you, you na- we named several during the podcast, so I guess it's... <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Um, one one artist. Um, uh, you, can, you can name several if you want. I don't want you to... I mean, I'm a first, I guess, shout out like the people I know on my project, honestly. Yeah, I think yeah, like for they're sure. great. Um, John Ill um, has some music coming out pretty soon. He's featured on some stuff. AJ had actually released some stuff like the week before I did. So yeah. John Dill and AJ, check those two guys out. Cool. Right on. All right. Here is uh, the last piece for the podcast. Uh, sincerely yours. And a little, little message from the podcast first. Thank you for listening to Found Sounds. If you want to find out more about Mervyn, you can visit his website at MervynTucson.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can purchase a physical CD from him directly. Just send him a message in the contact form on his website or find him on social media. If you'd like to support the podcast and the artists we feature, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash foundsounds. Your financial support can help with production costs for the podcast, as well as support the featured artists directly. Shout out to Max Honeg for being our first subscriber. Thanks, Max. Max can also be heard on Mervyn's Music Playing Organ. The podcast is mixed, mastered, and sounds great thanks to Connor O'Neill, a guitarist, composer, and educator in Philadelphia. You're about to listen to Connor play a solo on this piece we're listening to now. To end out our podcast today, I'll leave you to listen to the last piece on Mervyn's EP, Sincerely Yours. Sincerely Yours.